Welcome to Soap Dish Salem Style, the view of days watching. I'm Barbara Walters. Wait, I think I did this joke last week. No, no. Darn. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week. I'm ready to jump on into it. Say hi to my guest co-host. We're, we're not even going to do the whole spiel. We're jumping into it because it's been a week. Hey, y'all. Hey. What's hi, up, y'all? Well, that's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time mess. for the Salem Spectator special report sponsored by Jennifer Rowe, Cords and Devereaux, Katie McLean's version. I don't even know if we're going to count this news, but Tony Swartz up and down. She will kill us if we skipped over this. Victoria Conifold is coming back to days. I know you're not excited because of what the storyline is and you're not a Ben and Sierra fan, but Ben and Sierra fans everywhere can officially rejoice. We have confirmation that she will be back and that the story will be shifting back in the direction of Ben and Sierra upon her return. I cannot wait. It was heavily implied in the article that their wedding anniversary in July will play a very big part in the climax of this story. So I'm guessing her memory will return either on or near their wedding anniversary. I am super excited. I cannot wait. And I am very happy that he specified in the article that this return is open-ended with no actual end in sight. Meaning we won't have any more exits and returns. She's back. She's recurring. And she will be airing. And that is all I care about. Well, Alice Horton just doing somersaults in her grave. Uh, well, gosh, anyone else have anything to say? <laughs> I mean, we pre- pretty much knew this. Yeah. So it's not news. And spoiling too much uh, yeah I don't think that is a good thing I don't even think though I don't know I mean I guess maybe I mean it wasn't really a spoiler it was yeah. a like which is which is why I, I really didn't understand you know people being like give us hope give us hope hope for what right Charles is dead and blind and can see where the story was going yeah Mm. Yeah, uh, cool I mean, beans. We knew. I mean, you know what I got from that article? That Cameron Johnson isn't coming back. That was the news for me. But he is back. Yes, he he's back. Yeah, he posted a story. Okay, you know what? No, but he posted a story. Well, low key, what I got from it <clears throat> was that I've been right when oh. I've said that they have not developed Ben past this pairing. Because they don't know what to do with him. Because he, and he literally says this in the article. Ooh. Ron. <laughs> he literally said, he literally said in the article, where was it? Because I have it pulled up. There's uh, a way to do it, but sin where, fans wouldn't like my way. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, yeah, where he was talking about how, um, what, what he would say to fans who are disappointed that they went the amnesia route. And um, there's a point where he says, 
I would say it was a challenge for the writers. I knew people would be disappointed, but I asked people to question the alternative. If we put them together and she didn't have amnesia and he rescues her from that room and they're happier than they ever could be, why does she leave and why does he stay? What happens next? Should Rob have lost his job? Should the character of Ben's story ended because one actor made one choice and another actor made another choice? Wait. He said this in He said this. (laughs) Yes. And he goes on and he's like, I'm not putting the responsibility on Victoria at all. Okay. And then he says, like I said, I encourage our actors to pursue their dreams and their careers in any way they see fit, blah, blah, blah. But the point I'm making here is that that the alternative should not be, you know, they're together or Rob has no story. that's completely happened for months yeah that's my point though that's what i've been saying he has nothing outside of this pairing and they are apparently this is why i've been having no idea he went into soap opera digest and basically said okay victoria you have to come back or ben or rob loses his job no pressure i mean (laughs) i don't think that's right i mean i i just i I I think that there is a lack of vision there. Oh, there's one hundred percent a lack of vision there because he didn't even have to do like even if even a he didn't have to do the amnesia. He could have very easily given them a reunion and then put her in a coma at the very last second, and then she's in a coma for weeks until Victoria comes back. Very easily, very easy to do. There, or there was a PTSD there, story where she's like, you know, you know what. We need to separate because there has been too much trauma. Like I said in the beginning, yeah, there was zero reason to do the amnesia. But they was... skipped the, over all of it, and like, well, yeah, Ron, Go on, Ron like it. I and I, you know, I don't want to like. I know, you know, sin fans are super, super happy, and hey, you're getting your couple, you're getting confirmation, everything's going to be fine, and that's awesome. I'm just pointing out that now that they're doing that I would like them to make a commitment to making Ben a fuller independent character because that's not fair it's just not it's a lot of pressure on the actress actually I think they need to do that with Sierra as well I was hoping um that would like I was, I started to like Amnesia Sierra. I thought she was refreshing, but then it was basically the same character without any memories. And I, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it, it was the minor nuances. I know that's kind of like redundant, but it was the little nuances of her asking people about other family members. The, I mean, she was interacting more with her family, but it, it was just, it's still the same character. Now, now towards the end, yeah. I, I'm going to say, yeah, no, nobody liked this story but me. But I, I liked it. it. It was very nice. It was refreshing to see the Amnesia Sierra as a Fiera fan. I might be the president at this point. <laughs> it, it was very nice. I liked it. Now, does that mean I was stupid and thought, this was going to be a long-term thing. No, I just enjoy it for what it was worth at the time. You know, Tony has really been getting on to me about accepting the show for what it's worth and not what it used to be. So I've been doing that. I'm trying. 
So <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but I just um, don't see what the point of the interview was because this has been pretty obvious. But and, you know, I, I'm a good sport. I'm going to concede Tony and all the Sin fans. I'm very happy for y'all. The child and y'all shook back. Just as happy as I was for the Tridge fans when Taylor and Ridge got back together. See why are you? <laughs> why why are you the way you are? <laughs> we love him for being his messy self. Ron shouldn't have said that bullshit in print. He, really he should not have. Yeah. To me, uh-huh. me personally, if I was Victoria, I would have been pissed. If I was Rob, I would be pissed. Right? Like you <laughs> still here, sir? I got a contract. To, right for me. To me personally. That is so much pressure on me. It's kind of like, okay, you know I'm good friends with this man. Now I kind of have to go back because you're basically telling me if I don't come back, this man is going to lose his job and it's all my fault because I want to discover other roles. I feel like it's putting too much on one person. Like, soaps used to be that way when when an actor exited a soap. The like other half of the popular pairing or the pairing itself, they moved on. They they did other things. They had like a life outside of that pairing. And Bo and Carly, Bo and yeah, Bill. exactly. John and I don't Isabella. know. Yeah, exactly. Diana. Those are the There's only so two many. Ones. I, I thought she was no, about to say John and Marlena for a minute, but I was like, well, that's yeah, kind I was of a say mulligan. Marlena, but my, I had a brain freeze. But yeah, no, that's kind I'm of a mulligan, is, honestly that having popular pairings and pandering to fan bases, you're holding characters back. Like, I didn't like what they did with Ilani in 2019, but I appreciate that that they had other things going outside of the pairing itself. So I feel like, and no, okay, they didn't leave the show, but when you have one half in and out, you have to come up with something else for the other half that's staying. Do not put it on the other actor. <laughs> you know? Now, now, they had a way to do that, but it would have pissed a lot of fans off. So it is really hard. I think the main issue would be fans need to realize that this is a show with a year-long vision. It's on daily for a year. Fans need to realize a, the genre, the, the genre yeah, It's a soap opera. It's not Hallmark. Like, we, so, like, we, I, we're I not going to be happy sit. all the time. Exactly. That's just the way yeah. it goes. I, I want people to sit down and just be like, okay, yes, I'm fans of this couple, but they're not together right now. It's clear that Ron is making them end game, so I might as well enjoy all the messiness in between until they get back together. Tony, Tony is one of those fans. She, I, I commend her for this. She rolled with the punches. But a lot of that fan group, not all, but a lot were not happy. No, they were not. I was I I spent a majority of the time calming down the masses because I was I was the one of the few calm ones throughout this whole thing. Cause I knew that we would end up in a good place because, like, let's be real, Ron is too egotistical to ruin. A couple ruin, he created, exactly. Ruin the, arguably, however you feel about them. His most the, popular creation. His most popular creation. Sin, love them or hate them, bring traffic, make people talk, and create a lot of buzz. And he is not going to ruin 
that for him by ruining them. And I knew that because Ron is too egotistical to let that happen. Well, there was a way to go ahead and kind of break being away from this sin cycle, but y'all wouldn't have liked it, so I'm not going to go. But, I mean, honestly, even with that, like, <laughs> you know they what don't I'm necessarily to. need to pair him with anyone else or have him, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a relationship. Right now, Ben has what a garage we never see him working in he has like i don't even still work there i don't even know if he's i mean he lives he lives there right but does that garage still go on is he employed he's got like one and a half friends he's got like i actually i will talk about it more when we actually get to the story part which i don't know if michael wants to pivot into that now but i actually really enjoyed his scenes with trick this week and i didn't think i was going to well well Let's go ahead and move it on along. We're going to lift Victoria Conifal up in prayer because I know that rock is heavy on her shoulders. <sighs> okay, now time for the weekly recap. We're going to jump right into it, folks. Philip and Gabby. Mm-mm-mm. It was so hot until it, it wasn't. And I have to say, I like that she was the one who stopped it. I like that she knew that she was still hung up on Jake and couldn't go through with it. Because I was honestly expecting her to call out Jake's name while she was in bed with Philip. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they kind of had Gabby be a grown-up for a second and be like, I want this, but I also know that I'm too hung up on him to actually be able to go through with this. And I respected her for that, but at the same time, I was at my screen yelling, no, do it. (laughs) Just go ahead. It won't hurt nobody, I swear. Because <laughs> when they were first getting started, and he was like, are you sure? And she goes, make love to me. I threw my phone across the room. I said, oh. And you know that we hate that phrase. So for you to find that sexy, even with that phrase. It was the way she said it. It was, these two actors have enormous energy. Yeah, they do. And I wasn't expecting yeah, it. No, that, yeah, that's the weirdest part. It came out of nowhere. It was very out of line. wanted to go the triangle route this way instead of Gabby and Kate, make it Ga- Gabby, Philip, Gabby, and Jake. Yes. Yep. Yeah. If they went that route, we honestly could have watched this for a year with no complaints at all. It, it, it was really good. And then them sitting in the office for my old Bold and the Beautiful fans, it gave me Margot and Bill Spencer in the office plotting together as if Philip wasn't talking like he was a contestant on Drag Race. <laughs> We've had this discussion, y'all know, for the longest time I thought Bill Spencer was gay because the way he talked. But anyway, that's a different show, so a different discussion. <laughs> It, it was just very good. They looked really good together. I wish they would go this route instead of the whole we'll talk about that later. But I like their scenes. Ariet, I know you're not a big Gabby fan. How did you I feel about this? I'm not a big, not a big, big Gabby Jake fan. fan. I'm not a big Jake fan. I like Gabby just fine. I just don't like Jake or Gabriella. Or Cake, for that matter. <laughs> now you leave them alone. We're trying. 
I, I barely like them anymore. I'll just say this much. I'm over the story. I feel like. Yeah. I'm the with same. Gabriella, Gabby settling. But I like, like, I found her so refreshing with Philip, even as a Chloe fan. I think they've been fun, but I knew they weren't going to be endgame of some sort, and I was fine with it. But, like, I was also shocked by the by their chemistry. And I think Gabby, like, she clicks more with someone like Philip. Well, here, the thing is, oh, I'm sorry, Nick. That's fine. This is it's kind of like why she um clicked with Stefan, the original. I was just Stephan. about I was just yeah. about to say Stefan and Philip are very similar in Philip their... just doesn't have the creepy rape baggage attached to him. Yeah. So I get I get why they worked. I wish they would go this route, but they won't. And, 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 and that's I like the thing I was, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say what I really like about them is that Philip would not make her feel insecure and that's like the one of the things that she got from Stefan that she hasn't really gotten from anyone else right because even 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 in the scenes in Titan like when she's running things by him he's like why are you showing this to me I trust you you built this brand I trust your judgment he's that's a good the part that really got her. and I I hope like going forward that they stay friends yeah me I too. think they will because they both went into this with no their way. eyes open they yeah. knew that they were rebounds for each other so they weren't going to catch feelings and it wasn't going to be that deep super super messy yeah. they well, are like that what it's kate and jake should have been well yeah, yeah. My, my thing about this story is it, this is my only issue but i had this issue with a lot of the stories that i'm seeing now okay back in the day yeah, end games were kind of possible. Like we knew what the end game was. For example, Bo and Hope, we knew they were end game. But at the same time, there were many stops in between. Lord we Jesus, rooted yeah. for other couples <laughs> as well. The, the writers knew how to give angst, but also have an end goal. Like, yeah. but they also knew how to kill you. Because my God. But, yeah, I mean, come but on they now. They knew to do, how to deliver the drama. They were like a normal, not a sweeps month, but like a normal episode had a lot of like drama and a cliffhanger. You know, and writers it, knew how to like they capitalized on it. And they I mean, still had an end game. Look at Bolt, for example. I knew that Bo and Hope were going to get back together. But at the same time, I was also rooting and enjoying for Bo and Billy. It helped now, because Robert Kilker Kelly and Christian Alfonso had no chemistry. Well, and neither yeah. did Peter and Lisa. So, like, once the actor switch happened, you knew where it was going because Peter and Lisa had no chemistry at all. So it, They have kind of, big friend chemistry. Yeah, but, but at was, the same time, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So Bo, it's Bo, like, Bo was married three times before Hope got back. Like, shit. Twice. Yeah, twice. <laughs> well, once. And then, like, even when she came, it took years for yeah. them to put that back together. Yeah. Because, like, where I'm watching in my 1995 viewing, Hope just remembered. It's 1996 where I'm watching. They're still not married. Because <laughs> he picked them. <laughs> like, so, I'm, I'm actually up to there in Santa Rosa getting a divorce. Yeah. He got, he, he she got her, her memory back, and he was like, well, that's, that's lovely, but. 
I want Billy. Listen, so- I, I put this I put this on Twitter last night. I said if so if social media existed in the 90s, James E. Riley would have been dragged for filth for that shit. Bo like, wouldn't be as popular as he was right now. <laughs> because we get Peter back. We get Hope's memories back. We get amazing, glorious flashbacks. I was in fangirl heaven last night rewatching this. And like Hope is finally Hope again. We have the bow that Bo and Hope were iconic. And he chooses Billy. And it's like, what? But at the that's, same that's, time. That's some ballsy shit to do. Because not many people have the balls to do that. That's but at the same time, back to my point, it's hard to enjoy these stories with new couplings and all these things because you know now we know what endgame is going to happen. Whereas in back in the day, Philip and Gabby would have kept going and ended up getting married and then a possible affair with Jake would have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We don't get that anymore. Now it's kind of like it. we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop so the storytelling it misses a middle that builds up to a pairing like reuniting or getting together or whatever whereas back in the day that existed I don't think any writer on any soap knows how to do that anymore there was enough angst to make you root for the couple to eventually well, get back together. Well, or I, I, I will say this, and I hate to plug another show, but if Ron wants to get better at that, he can take a cue from Sharon and Adam on The Young and the Restless. Because right now, Sharon is married to Ray, but everyone who's watching that show know good and well that Sharon is about to fall back in love with Adam and fall into bed with him. It, it is inevitable at this point, but we still see her going back and forth between Ray and Adam. This is what, to me, makes good soap. If yeah. we automatically know from the jump that Sierra and Theo aren't going to be a real thing, it, it, it's kind of obvious. We know it's going to end up with sin because of who the writer is. It takes a lot out of the story. May it be good or bad? Hmm. I, I think... Same with Jake and Gabby right now. Exactly. It's an interesting question. And I wonder if social media plays a part in this too, because a lot, you know, the day's cast does post a lot from social media and we can kind of guess things based on dressing and posting. So we can kind of guess what's being filmed at the time that they post and it might be different than what's currently airing. Do you think that plays a part in it too? Yes. Because I will say this. At the beginning of the podcast, when I was staying away from spoilers and staying away from celebrity posts, like actors on the show, I was really enjoying it. I was really getting surprised. Like, I can remember when Yvonne popped up and nobody knew. And it was just such a pleasant surprise to watch. And it was so enjoyable to watch. This is around the kidnapping. Oh. Um, it, it was but just really I think they waited to like the day before the day he aired to officially announce that he was back. I, yes. And it was, I mean, if you follow Jason 47 on Facebook, you knew, but other than that, you didn't know. I think like nowadays fans on social media have more impact on what happens on the show. And it's for good and bad, in my opinion. I think writers don't need to always like cater to fans, but actually write good damn soap yeah like 
you uh, don't uh, need to. You can have that end game in mind if you see the chemistry, if you feel it. Or I don't know if that writers are at place there, but like get a sense of the end game, but still like do something else. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think fans can impact in a bad way. To- I mean, we touched on this last week. I know I haven't posted that video yet. That that video, that podcast yet. That's coming up today, folks. <laughs> by then it'll be already up by the time y'all listen to this anyways i touched on that last week social media is hit or miss when it comes to this genre yeah like good the social media uprising of Ilani fans and pulling together to actually get story from them that worked an example of it going bad is what the staler fans did and you (laughs) see what's going on yeah their stories and their characters now so it's kind of like, where do y'all, where do we need to find the fine line of not letting social media affect the stories on this show? And it's not even so much that. It's also, too, like, the Days cast is the most social media active. That I as would, well. I think I we would need... say than the other soaps because, like, they're always posting from their dressing room. So you can always kind of guess certain things and, like, certain things a lot used to get spoiled pre-COVID when they were actually in the makeup room a lot more. So a lot less gets spoiled now. But like when 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 Gabby posted when Camilla posted that screenshot of sexy lingerie as her costume for the day and two days prior she was posting a set picture with Brandon Barash and she had that outfit on underneath we put two and two together and realized Jake and Gabby's sex was happening and this was in like February and here we are in May and it's getting ready to air. I, I think what Sony needs to do is the, the issue is we film so far ahead but with Sony or NBC far, not that far but you know it's still kind of far ahead. We, what as, Sony as and right NBC needs to do is just come on inside and be like Eric Mossoff you put that phone down right now. Not right now. Wait later <laughs> to post it. Camilla, I know you're not on Instagram. Get, get on off. Get yeah, on right now. I think, now. like, it depends what they post, but posting, like, things you like that, me? fans are able to put two, two, two and two together. Listen, and... these fans are like the FBI. Yeah, it, needs, yeah. it needs to be like an embargo on what they can post and what they can't. Like, I figured out, I think... Um, I think when uh, the picture of Doug Hayes, there was there was some anniversary. Yeah, when when they did the fiftieth anniversary for Bill yeah. and for Doug, we knew it was a wedding. We just didn't know whose. We knew because, like eight no, no yeah eight months ahead or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it it was it was filmed in like July and it was airing in February. We knew it was going to be a wedding because exactly. JJ and Eli both had boutonnieres. We just did, and we assumed that the groom was Eli. Because Valerie was there, but we didn't know the circumstances around it. Yeah, we were like, what is going to happen? And then when we got to the time jump, we were like, oh, are they going to get Just married? Just like we knew. And then we knew that the storyline would wrap up around February sweeps. So basically, like, putting too much on social media can ruin a story because you figure it out, figure it out in I mean, beforehand. We ha- Sin fans had the entire, like, we knew in November when they were filming the wedding 
that the wedding was happening. And we knew in December, thanks to Cassie DePiva's exit interview, that she was going to blow up the wedding. And we knew that it was the Olympic cliffhanger just based on their production schedule and how everything worked. So we basically, we didn't have the specifics of how, but we knew that the wedding was going to be the cliffhanger. We knew it was going to get interrupted and we knew shit was going to get crazy. And and that's the thing. I I wouldn't say it ruins it for people, but it kind of takes the... Fun away, I'm being fun away of not knowing what's yeah. going to happen next. We didn't know that it, that Lonnie was going to be pregnant, so that was shocking for the fandom. Like, I prefer being shocked than being like surprised by spoilers or things happening as as close we thought to the, the we air. knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, let's go ahead and pivot, shall we? Since we're on yeah. Jake, Kate and Jake have broken up. Thanks to Kristen. Can uh, we discuss the um, how Lauren did as Kristen as Kate? Because I wasn't impressed. There was no difference. I'm exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it, 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 that's care. the weird part. It felt like the Kate that people have we told know. me they love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it wait a like, minute. Feel, this it feels it like Kate. Like old Kate's. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the Kate I know. Like, go girl. You go girl. But then I was like, yeah, okay. Well, like, the thing is, this story has spun so completely off the rails. I mean, at first it was here a chip, there a chip, everywhere a chip, chip. Now it's <laughs> here a mass, there a mass, <laughs> everywhere a mass, mass. <laughs> and it's not a, it's not a COVID mask. It's here. <laughs> well, yeah, I get it because it. My note for that scene, uh, oddly enough was that this is the most in-character Kate has been since this whole thing with Jake started. And that wasn't even Kate, and that's the fact. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it, there wasn't even any nuance to show that it was Kristen. Like, it was literally like nobody told Lauren she was supposed to be somebody else. Lauren probably looked at that script and said, I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> honestly, Can you blame her? But I will say this too, though. I feel like there was a tell in that if anyone was paying attention. Because when she started going on about him being the same age as her son, I'm like, Kate would never have said that because she would not have cared. Jake is not. No, no, it's not even that. I mean, Jake is not her first time around the younger man shaking the younger man sugar tree. But but my thing is, she already mentioned that. (laughs) They've had this discussion back in, what, November? So for that to come back up again... Yeah, so I feel like that was, I feel like maybe that was supposed to have been a a clue that he picks up on later to be like, wait, something wasn't right here to make him suspicious. Like, he should have said it right then. We've already had this discussion, Kate. We talked about this in November. And then that was. He did. He did. He said, um, you said you didn't care. And she said, well, I, I, Something to the effect of I, I lied, that kind of stuff does matter to me. No, it does not. <laughs> and why would it matter months later? Uh, okay, if this story doesn't end with Uncle Roman running up in that mirror match and swinging bowls like he did in the <laughs> 80s and saving Kate, what was the point? <laughs> Kate's going to wind up in the hospital. I just haven't figured out the how of it yet. So, I want yeah, Uncle guys, Roman to go in there. Go ahead, Arya. Um, so after like 
we'll find out that Kristen is Kate and Kate is locked up somewhere. When Jake finds out, do you think he will go back to her? Or do you think the story is going to move forward based on like spoilers and all that? Okay, if they know Kate like I know Kate, they don't. Kate's not going to take him back. Mm. Kate is not going to take him back if they know Kate like I know Kate. But the question is, will Jake try to go back? And I think the way Jake is acting, he would try, even if he does hook up with Kate. I think he would try, but I think Gabby's. I mean, the spoilers say that he will admit to Gabby that he's in love with her and then this is from the week of love with, who? with Gabby. Gabby. Yeah, he admits it on Where was that? I mean, like, where was that leading up to this? Supposedly, like, him being with Kate and being jealous of Gabby and Philip, that is him being in love. I'm sorry, but... I nah. mean, yes, but it didn't, like... There's he, no he treated up, her so. like shit. Like, yeah. it was... <laughs> But, but my, my yeah, issue and with they that get a movie, major shock that week when Kate shares a stunning revelation. I don't know if that's Kate or Crystal. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, do we see Jake going back to Kate when he finds yeah, out the truth? I think he's gonna try, and then I think Gabby's gonna end up coming up pregnant. Hmm. Well, my only she issue with can she. I thought she couldn't. I thought she couldn't. It's a miracle baby happen all the time. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Kristen had had a baby, and they told her 30 years ago that her womb was widened out. Yeah, but that was because of Dr. Rolf. Dr. Rolf gave her fertility treatments in Nashville. What I recall is that there is a 50% chance she can have kids, and a 50% that she can't. But listen, if Gabby gets her miracle baby and she can stop saying that Abigail was the reason she can't have kids anymore... Like, because she's, I mean, I get it. It's a valid reason to hate But she hasn't been saying that for a long time, though. I think she's coming to terms with it now. Which would be the perfect time for her to actually, like, she's actually come to terms with it, and then she actually gets the miracle she knows. Well, it kind of makes sense that she's come to terms with it. Yeah, exactly. Listen, (laughs) I was about to say something, but then I was like, nah, we don't need that fandom going crazy two times in one week. They can at me at NK3Play2. Jake <laughs> is terrible. No, you should want better for Gabby. For the love of God. Uh, well, you tell that to them, uh, Sam and Jason shippers over our general hospital. Oh, I tell them that all the time. I, I always <laughs> drag well, Jason. He, well, here's my thing. Here's my thing. If y'all are going to sit on here, well, not y'all, because I know how y'all feel now. If y'all are going <laughs> to sit down here and try to defend Chad and Abigail getting back together, Anybody can get back together at this point. True. You can't compare Chabby to Gabriella, though. Yes, we can, because no, both of them have done some trash. My, yes, Michael, they, they have, have a decade. decade. Chad and Abby have 10 years together. Chabby, and three marriages and two kids. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. well, there's no difference to being terrible. It's terrible. Longevity makes a difference. Actually, longevity makes it worse because how are you 10 years in the game with me and you being this terrible to me? Well, true, true but I'm just saying, like, Jake Thing and Gabby is- have, have, don't even have, it's literally been a year since Jake even showed up. It was a year, like, three days ago. Like, I can uh, understand well, how Abigail I wanting. Is, if you are constantly wanting Chad and Abigail back together, anything is possible. Marlena <laughs> can wake up tomorrow trying to get Roman back at this point, if that's how y'all are feeling. Yeah, that's Look, hell will freeze over before that will happen. 
<laughs> Look, like I get Abigail trying to work it out because of her kids. You moved on to another story. Let's wait. <laughs> okay. Let's get to that last. <laughs> okay, now to another story. Paulina has left the building temporarily. Yeah, I, I mean they knew she said it. I was just saying, <laughs> let me plug in the story, Tony. Darn. Paulina has left the building, and. She's made a lot of tracks along the way. I mean, she's spilling secrets to babies who can't say anything about them. She's made connections with Abe, and she read Chanel for Phil. Oh, Lord. Pauline. I wonder is... what she said to the babies. I know. Oh, I was scared. like, can anybody read Let me just say this. I'm, I'm positive Ilani went into the bedroom to have a quickie. <laughs> Did it come out? Yeah. She was talking for a while, it seemed like. <laughs> they were but, like, yeah, but Lonnie said, like, I'm going to get the pictures. And Eli was like, I took new pictures. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you're... Listen, Eli is tired of them people. But no, I'm, happy. Like, I'm happy she said she was coming quit back. Answering this. his door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming that Jackie left to go film uh, whatever her part is on the final season of Pose, because I think the scheduling lines up for when they were finishing filming the end of that season. So I'm guessing that's why she left was to go film. But has she been? She's been. I think she's been on set. She's been on set because uh, Ron posted a picture with her like two months ago, and and Deidre did too. And Deidre did. That's true. So so yeah, she will come back eventually. What do we think the secret is? Chanel's not hers. I have a theory what? and I want to be wrong. What do okay, you, what's your theory? My theory is that she's not as rich as she claims to be. I, oh yeah, you told me that a few weeks ago. I hope that's wrong. My theory is that theory. Chanel isn't hers. I have a theory that Lonnie is her daughter. But that, no. that doesn't work. I, you I know, thought I thought that, that but, but it mean, would be kind of pointless considering yeah. her that means but That also, means Abe wouldn't be her father. Then. Yeah. But also... Like it could be a really good story as well. It would, but at the same time, it'll be kind of pointless of all the writing they've done for the past few it, years. Because um, someone, it, it someone mentioned never like, yeah, but someone now. mentioned that um, why did Tamara send all of the big, like gifts back? Maybe there's a bigger reason to it. Like that could be a possibility. I don't think it is. But, but I, I mean, that would be good story. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, but it would be would like we the really last few be? Years would have been pointless, like you said. It, yeah, it would be like you wasted the last few years building up her origin story, her lineage, just yeah, to exactly. make Tamara a liar and Abe a fool <laughs> at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, that would do. That would. And Lonnie not a Carver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's a given. But you would do all that. You done brought. Poor Marilyn McCool back multiple times just to have her be a liar at the end. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I do think though, like I think the idea of Chanel not being Paulina's actually has like potential. Potential because, like, can you imagine, especially with as insecure as Chanel has already showed herself to be? About but her mother's love. If Chanel were older, I would say she and Lonnie might have been switched at birth. I would say personally. Oh wait, 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 wait. That means Theo and his sister were. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. 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 <laughs> but, but what? If, what? Soap, the, 
the Chanel thing. This is not passions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so no, but yeah. but is, the Chanel not being her daughter thing would make the most sense. What if mainly because of Tamara's history? Tamara could have gotten pregnant by the mobster she was running away from. And I thought about that. While she was on tour, had the baby. Lonnie didn't know. Paulina took the baby and raised the baby as her own. That would add a lot. Oh, so you think hell. she could be Lonnie's considering, sister? Considering, yes. Oh, oh, And it would also explain why she overcompensates so much. Oh, that could be oh. also Wait. explains why like she was sending gifts to Lonnie, like she's sending gifts to Lonnie and like why Tamara's like look, we don't want your gifts. You're doing enough for me by raising my kid. You don't need to remind me that you can take care of my child better than I can. Mm. Oh, wow. Exactly. I, see, that, see, y'all I, don't I, be listening to my theories and be writing it off as I'm crazy. But I, it's a... This is, the first time you've had a this is the first time you've had a theory for Eli and Lonnie. That's why I usually don't care. <laughs> There's a theory to my madness, you guys. But I, that's that's, that's the kind of theory. that's the kind of mess I, I could enjoy. I I like that. So, so, if we so go, basically, you're saying Chanel is Tamar, uh, Tamara's daughter. Yeah. And not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if they do theory. go the route of what that what Ari we... said a few months back of Chanel sleeping with Eli, or at least, and then could she you finds imagine out, if Chanel? If Chanel finds out that she and Lonnie are sisters and that Paulina is doing what she thinks is doing more for Lonnie than she ever did for her, and that is what motivates her to go after Eli. Exactly. I mean, the story writes itself if they go this way. That this would be what they thought Gwen and Abigail would be, but they didn't go oh. this way. <laughs> This is I the whispering. This way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would I would be okay with it. Same. I, I would love it. I'm going to preface this by saying Paulina and A were so refreshing, so sweet. They I know a few weeks so back good. on one of these podcast episodes, I said it wasn't really hitting me because deep down I know that she's not Lexi. But these scenes this week were just so enjoyable, so sweet. I can overlook it now. I you know what? It, you know what I think it is. I think it's a different. It was a different side of Paulina. Like, yeah. She wasn't as. I don't want to say over the top in a bad way, but like over the top as she was in those other scenes. Like this was kind of a softer. Her personality wasn't as big as it as it usually was. She kind of like let her guard down. I think her personality yeah. is kind of her way of protecting herself because she's probably been through a lot. Mm. So like with Abe, she kind of like let it let her guard down and was just upset about what Chanel was doing. And Abe was there for her, and it, it, in that moment, it worked. And it, I like them. Yeah, I like yeah. them. I really do. But we're gonna move on to the last portion of this story. Chanel need not scam again. (laughs) (laughs) That was was just outing the entire scam. (laughs) But this is what happens when you're a baby scammer and you don't actually have to. Xander was happy to get a little bit of change in his pocket. (laughs) I I wish Sammy was on the sidelines. And then after that all went down, she gets up and says, 
Now, what Listen, the hell she, was that? She managed to fall on it. Oh, my God. I was like, oh. I was hoping it would be dragged out for a while, but it, it wrapped up really quickly. <laughs> I, I mean, you just sat here and told your whole plan in front of the person you're scamming. And I'm just like, baby. This is what happens no, no, when, no. You're a, when you're a baby scammer. Because like I said, she didn't have to do this before. Like she was no, no, living off but, the bank of mama. I'm not even using that as an excuse because Sammy started swindling and scamming and scheming. At 17. At 17, out of nowhere, I might add. I mean, she literally went from good girl to hell on wheels. That conference triggered a lot. <laughs> after one night at the Titan boardroom party. And she was doing some premium scams off the bat. So this whole baby scammer thing is not sitting well with me. You pulled a Claire baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think Claire was a better schemer than this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Claire almost burned people. (laughs) Do you know how bad of a scammer you had to be when Claire Brady outdid you? (laughs) I I get what Tony's saying. She's never had to think on her feet before. Like, she's... She's so always she, had. She's kind of just like flailing at this point. Like, right. I don't think she didn't plan to marry Xander. It just happened. He was drunk and vulnerable. Like it. Like it just. And for a first time scheme, like that actually worked. Had good bones. Yeah, she just. <laughs> I mean, she, she kind of ruined the bag at the last second. Like, and she you still would have had fifty thousand dollars. Right, she fumbled the bag. Yeah, the good. Our, our good sis fumbled the bag, and then you're in Salem. Fifty thousand dollars is rich in Salem. <laughs> not as rich as karaoke's or black or Demera money, but you you got something. Believe you me, I swear, Elani would love that fifty thousand dollars. But I guess we can move on. I mean, the scam fell through, so we're just gonna follow through to the next story. Lord, I don't know where I want to go now. I mean, these last few stories. Since Theo saw spoke to Eli and Lonnie and Abe before he left town with Sierra, should we pivot there? Oh Lord, do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) Why can I have nice things for this show? First, they killed my Laura Horde. They killed her dad like a three dollar day player. I and now she was going to be mentioned somehow. Of course. I've been doing good. Don't do this to me. You mentioned it every episode at least once. I didn't have a grief moment, Tony. Let me have a grief moment for once. You have a grief moment since it fucking happened. <laughs> Listen, if that happened for every character that I've loved died, oof, Lord. We'd, we would be here forever. Mimi isn't dead. She's in Gamblers Anonymous. I'm not talking about Mimi. <laughs> Where did you say she was? Gamblers Anonymous. <laughs> now. Listen, leave my baby alone. Back to what I was saying. They killed my Laura Horton like a $3 day player <laughs> by a character I don't even care about, Lord. <laughs> nor do I care about that baby that ain't done no more. But... <laughs> <laughs> But now this, my beloved Fiera has flown the coop. And it's clear that they're not coming back together, Lord. Why? Oh, it Why? was clear in those seats. Um, the, like, 
those I'll just say those scenes those scenes at the hospital between Ben and Sierra before they left, like Theo might as well have not even been standing there for as much attention as I was paying to him. In I was gonna scenes. point out I forgot about it before, but I thought about it after reading the interview. Ron mentioned Ben and Claire. He did not say anything about Theo and Sierra when they would return back to the show. Yeah, he, he never mentioned anything about Theo returning at all. We know he does. We know he's going to return, but he did not mention... He mentioned that like Ben and Claire won't be romantic, but he did not say oh. the same for Theo and Sierra. I just want Claire to get her back crap. That's all. Maybe her brains will come back. It's like a glow <laughs> stick. You crack a glow stick, the light comes on, maybe. Listen, I want, my, I want my Cleo. Cause you and know, I think, no. honestly, no, I think stop you're it. Gonna... Leave that on the yes. playground. No. <laughs> if they had chemistry, that would be fine, but no. They have they chemistry. Have... They do have chemistry. I don't see class, it. maybe, but not together. <laughs> did, you not, did you not feel when he kissed her on the cheek? <laughs> They have big friend chemistry. I, I see the chemistry with Claire and Theo. I, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Just, I just don't see it. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm not, I don't, I don't see it. Either, but... It was like Jennifer kissing Grandma Horton. Oh, no. <laughs> but I will say, I like that when Theo said goodbye to his family members, like when he spoke to Abe and when he spoke to Eli and Lonnie, that nobody was particularly fond of this idea, and they were all trying to be like, "Dude, you're gonna get yourself hurt. What are you doing?" I don't. E- like Eli that. minded his business because that's what he does. Lonnie was like, "Are you sure about this?" And Abe did his usual. I'm not gonna boss you around, but I genuinely don't think you should be like, doing this. They, they know he's a grown adult. He can make his. He's gonna do what he wants. Like they, they are worried, worried, and understandably Rightfully so. so. But the, yeah, but they cannot stop him from making his own decision. No, I do appreciate that Theo did give Sierra another out. Like, we don't have that, to leave right now. I will he say, say he, he did get a couple points back for me when he was like, are you sure about this? And he made sure that this is what Sierra wanted. I mean, it was yeah. clear to me that Sierra wasn't even sure she was saying it. She was trying to convince herself. And then the fact that, like, literally, she couldn't stop looking at Ben. Like, when Ben showed up, they just couldn't stop looking at each other. There was a moment when she grabbed the washer. As she got into the elevator, she put the washer back on her finger. Like, it was very clear in those last scenes that Ben and Sierra's story was not over. I mean, yeah, I didn't like those scenes. Yeah, I, I, those scenes didn't make sense to me. No, it because, made plenty of sense to me. I just no, didn't but, like them. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they haven't tapped into the... They've been mentioning mentioning it non-stop but they haven't tapped into the connection part they, they did once but she had once but i'm saying happened. like consistently for this storyline so well, okay now are yet huh? i hate to be that person because lord knows i can't stand seeing but we spent weeks talking about how we didn't want them to talk about the connection anymore No, but i'm not saying talking about the connection i'm saying like, show it show okay. it no don't but, tell it but I, see, i've heard them talk kind of non-stop i'm tired yeah, they, one time, but I'm seeing like no, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the looks between them. That says everything. The thing with me, the, they haven't built up to that moment this year. 
yeah. the way that Sierra and Ben look at each other, like even oh, even, you mean when he looked like he's having indigestion? Shut up, Michael. <laughs> no, but my point is they haven't built to this part of the story. They've skipped ahead, like they did have with Jake and Gabriella. They've skipped ahead and missed the beats because I feel like they played the connection part when she was locked up in that glass cage but they basically skipped over it and had Ben come off as a, that was a lunatic. Like, we have a connection! Like, There were moments, like, even in, in their hospital scenes, like, when, like, I don't know if it was last, might have been, might have been last week, like, when they actually, when she told him that she was leaving and they actually had a conversation, or, but, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't have it. I'm saying just like show why... it more, huh? Show it more. Yeah, you like you have to show it. Like why is Sierra just switching around all of a sudden when she's been terrified of him? She because I think honestly, it, it's been subtle, but it, it's been there that she's not actually as scared of him as she's projecting that she is. Because well, that I agree yeah. with, because that's that's been like slowly dissipating as she has to spend more time with him. She's been kind of softening towards him. She's keeping him yeah, at a at, a, at arm's him. length, but she's still saying, "I'm I'm terrified of you. I don't trust you." But the way she interacts with him doesn't really reflect that. Confirm and that. Plus, yeah. I think when he said, "Don't take this from me. Take this for your oh, dad. I... This is from his bike," like. I think in that moment, like something clicked. I thought that her. was a bit manipulative. That wasn't manipulative. That was him knowing how much her dad means to her and saying, look, this is from your dad's bike. I know you can't stand me right now, but you love your father. So here, mm. this should be yours. I get the, I get why he did it, but it still came off. Ben has been like really frustrating throughout this entire storyline. Yeah, but I, I didn't also, have a Also, I think it's the most like I don't know. It's the most in character he's been for years, and quote unquote interesting. He's definitely more interesting when he's desperate. Of but yeah. like planning to kidnap. So. I I will say I was very proud of him that and then almost injecting her. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Just he's going. Been, going to the kidnapping thing for one second I will say I mean he was desperate when he thought it but I do like that when he actually got there and he looked at her and he actually said to Claire on Friday when I saw her after everything she's been through I couldn't do that to her and that to me shows real growth because if Ben hadn't changed if Ben hadn't grown he would have kidnapped her and it wouldn't have mattered but he knew it was wrong and he was able to stop himself. And that is how you know he's grown. He's he's struggling with his growth, which is which is what I'm okay with for him. Like he tried to drug her. Always struggling. He got he was stopped, but he was gonna do something else crazy. And then he realized, okay, I went over the I went off the rails last week. I can't do that again. Yeah. If I'm cause if I want her back, I'm probably gonna lose her forever if I do something like that. You should always be on defense because being the good character does not work for him but he's always been a little bit gray um, be, I'll, I'll agree on that 
I'll agree to disagree. Like he's he's been that way up until uh, 2019. Yeah. And then for a long time up until after until Sierra disappeared, then we I started seeing the character of Ben that I actually liked again. But e- mm-hmm. even even in 2019, there were like when Jordan came back, there yeah, were moments in gray and Sierra, moments when he was spiraling. They had Sierra going around telling him, Yeah, it's he's yeah, changed, no, he's he's not he's a lot, and you it's not a lot hold... to perceive as him being gray. Yeah, think he's like he can, it's, he can be it, gray, and that's more interesting to f- the general fandom. But when you have the other half of the pairing going around with a sign that said, saying Ben has changed. But you like, also had him being treated like by the rest of the town as a normal person, and he's not. Like that's yeah. that's where. Can, yeah, like, I mean, like, like no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Tony, you just sat here and gave him props for not kidnapping someone. So that's true. <laughs> like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, we all saw that hoarding Christmas. Where they put that <laughs> man. Going back to that. <laughs> well, you could. Where they put that man's ornament on Alice and Tom's tree. Hell, Allie Ben having any sympathy for him just pissed me off this week. I'm like, oh. he, killed, he killed your brother. This was almost as bad as when they had the winos in her house during the 90s. <laughs> Not the Why the hell did Ben kiss Claire's neck? Back off! No! <laughs> I thought he kissed her on the cheek, didn't he? he no, did. he oh, it was the net. It, it was giving me Whitney and Bobby Brown vibes if you've seen that picture. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even catch it the first time that I watched it. I just went with that was something that Rob improved and it just... I, I was watching, I was like, is he going to lick it now? <laughs> 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 but, okay. I saw it, that was like, the fuck? No. <laughs> I know there's some Blair fans out there, and but I'm not a fan. Like I was like, no, leave my baby alone. I'm not really a fan of Ben being in a relationship with anybody whose family he's directly. But the electric chef. <laughs> didn't say that. That was him. That was not me. Yeah. Well, I'm ignoring him. <laughs> okay. Well, so, since you're ignoring me, I'm going to do my little segment in this little piece. Welcome to my little th- corner of Theara Land, everyone. Everyone's mic is now muted. I'm going to talk freely, and then we're going to move to the next story. When they were getting ready to leave, I kind of had some feels. It gave me Bo and Hope sailing around the world in the fantasy face, even though I know this is ill-fated. What on earth were you watching? Move, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You told me to find some peace in this show, and I'm trying to. No, I, no, I literally want to know what you were watching because I just watched a bunch of flashbacks to when Bo and Hope were leaving to go around the world, and just the vibes were totally different. So just just the saying goodbye to everyone, and everyone's questioning: Are you sure you want to do this? Do you really want to go go through this? I mean, this is pretty stupid. You, you know, it just, it, it just gave me those feels. And see, this is what happens when you take Tony's advice. I took her advice and tried to find some peace in this show after they killed my Lord Horton. They have ruined two of three of my ships, and I tried to find something positive, and here goes Tony. Shitty McGee all over my little parade. I was literally asking because I had just seen it, and it was just such a weird comparison to make. It was weird when you made it in the group chat. 
but I was too tired to ask you at the time. So I was like, <laughs> it, it, it just gave me all the little feels and butterflies. I mean, and then Sierra was just looking so pretty with her long, fancy hair. I, I know a lot of people had an issue with her outfit and the hair, but like, I loved it. And did y'all see the behind the scenes pictures that um, CBS Soaps in Depth posted of Cameron, Victoria, and Rob? Like, from the day that they filmed those scenes, the pictures were so funny. Now, no, speaking that. of hair, we've had this discussion in the group chat. When Theo comes back, I want those two stand, strand twists. That's what I want. I, Make uh, yeah, they should let him, that I think man bun has got to go. I think they should let him let his hair out, though. They should. But the thing about that, I think it's a personal Theo, choice, I, though. I think that's a choice of Cameron's, to be honest. Yeah. It's either that, let the hair on out, or give me those two strand twists. That's what I want. You know what's gonna happen. What did I tell you? And, and guess what? I'm gonna get on to <laughs> reading like a librarian. Because you know, if he shows up with the two strand twist, you already know. Go you ahead and say it. What's gonna happen, Dylan? <laughs> what's gonna happen? Go ahead, tell him. You already know. Oh, he looks like a thug. You already know. And, and Bible Fern and Bible Bill is gonna <laughs> come through. Bible Bill is not a. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one <laughs> but you know what my response to that is well since he looks like a thug let's go ahead and uh, get this man a grill no so, no, so he can tell so he can tell so Sierra can tell him Theo kiss me with my your slugs on you know we gonna... you know what let's no <laughs> I just sent the picture to the group chat. Theo and Zero are DOA until she gets her memories back from me. My hope is dead right now. <laughs> but, but. I wish it was nice played having, like this, but it ain't. <laughs> it was nice having a little Sierra corner, even though we lost. Well, you know, it's nice for me to enjoy Sierra for the time being. I'm back. Yeah, I really liked her scenes with Sean, too. They were really I like did, her I scenes did. with yeah, Sean, good, with too. Doug, with everyone in her family and i do kind of hope that sean and ben have that conversation that sean was hinting at yeah he, yeah i kind of want to see that because <laughs> sean was not happy big brother sean oh, was not yeah, she, yeah sierra's, not sierra's very selfish i have to say like, yeah people yeah. haven't seen people, <laughs> I, didn't, I mean that's, it's getting it's worse been her trade but like People but haven't seen her been... mom in months, and she was coming home to see everybody, you included. And you say, No, meet me in South Africa. Sean wants to see her. Claire wants to see her. Julie wants to see her. Uh, Rafe, unfortunately, wants to see her. But, like, there are plenty, unfortunately. <laughs> there well, are you plenty know of people, people children. I don't even know. <laughs> no, there but... pl- like, there are plenty of people in Salem that want to see Hope. And Sierra is just so stubborn that she's, she's, <laughs> she's gonna like drag her mom away from home because she doesn't want to face how she's feeling right now. Come on, Hunter Tyler. We're waiting about- for you. Ooh. We are no, no. Hunter Tyler is not Hope Brady. Marina Toscano never meet to grace the doors of Salem ever again. Look, we've had this discussion. Whatever keeps Taylor Hayes away from the bold and the beautiful is good Stop for it. me. Send her Come home, Taylor. Taylor. LA misses you. Don't you dare wish that mess with us. <laughs> we have enough. No. No. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, but yes, Hunter Martha Tyler. Burn can be Hope. Okay, I, I, live, I can not. live with that. 
or what? Oh, her name escapes me. Oh my god! And I should know this. Heather Tom. She would be good. But we can't afford I was her. Not we can't leaving both the beautiful. I don't care. We can't they afford her. But Hunter Tylo, baby, come on over to Salem. No, they, they, they don't they, need they, you they over in LA. They pay street peanuts and um food stamps. They're, she's not yeah. leaving B and B for yeah. that. And it's not even a lot of food stamps. It's only fifty dollars. Heather Tom is not picking up her phone. Not for that. But, but Hunter Tylo, we need you here in Salem, baby. No, the fuck we do not. Don't you come over to LA no, and ruin no, my Brooke no, Logan? No. I will find somebody to play home before I let that shit happen. Oh, okay, back That's to the topic at hand. I'm sorry, I got us off track. Back to the topic at hand. Steffi and Thomas need their mommy. No, they don't. Cause yes, they do. Okay, you better They're ask me. You know what happened? Our, our little Cinnabon that's bacon needs her granny. Oh, does she? LA, Where's honey? Dino? <laughs> Who's Dino? Oh, wait, that's the wrong. Where's Who's... Dino? You know the child she abandoned to go get drunk. That's Jack. Okay. That's Jack. That's Brooks abandoned baby. No, 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 no. When you become a surrogate, well, not a surrogate, when you go through the IBL process, that baby is yours. I don't care who egg it is. And you abandon it to go open your wine coolers. And I'll never forgive you for that, Dr. Taylor Hayes. Baby, everybody wow. abandoned Jack. Taylor said no. <laughs> then Katie said I no. I don't think I've Bridget ever actually was, seen the baby. Bridget shot up. Bridget threw up the deuce. Brooke was like, okay, you mine, but you really not mine. So <laughs> I didn't lay down for that one. <laughs> okay. She didn't. Back to days, y'all. I'm sorry I went down this rabbit hole. <laughs> but Tony, I know the picture you're referring to. I saw that picture. If Ron would have played that right, that could have been the press photo that reminds me of the tale of two Johns. Remember that photo? I, of yes, I was getting those vibes too when I saw that. Yeah, I saw the picture. It, it's nice. Hell, it, they just didn't play it. Like, it's just, nope. it's not big. They played more of a triangle between JJ, Eli, and Lonnie than they did this. And that wasn't even intentional. Like, they no. played more of a triangle with Maggie, Victor, and Caroline. They well, did. Maggie, Victor, and Kate <laughs> last year uh, in uh, 20, 2019, they started like the Maggie, Victor, Kate thing briefly. I was just clipping Brady and Chloe scenes from an episode. If they were smart, they would revisit this after Sierra gets her uh, memories back. But I don't think they're smart, so I'm not going to They should have done the (laughs) trauma PTSD story. They can still do it. Yeah, they could have her separate from Ben and still feel a connection and but like start growing closer to Theo and then being in the middle, like she has feelings for Ben, she has feelings for Theo without amnesia. That would have been a better story. But yeah, they, it is. They, ha- it they is. have time to fix it and salvage it, but I don't see it happening. I don't see. Well, I don't know. I just don't care about Sierra anymore. <laughs> like, well, you guys. It's not because of like the Theo and all of that, but it just like it's frustrating how wrong writes her and. That is a general issue on the show, but anyway, so moving along. <laughs> Mike, oh, no, he's back. Well, we're just going to live this storyline up in prayer. Sierra fans, I know it feels like we've taken the mail. I feel like Hillary after the election, but. 
You did Still not compare sin to the Oompa Loompa. Well. Jesus fucking Christ out of cracker. Moving on. Well, I mean, if the shoe fits, go ahead, straight Cinderella. But um, where do we go from now? Oh, yes. Uh, do we want to yes. bring up Trip and Allie? Because we no. kind of forgot that. No. <laughs> yeah, we can't because they, he oh, talked to talk Ben. Oh, the promo. Well, Bell's for murder. I loved everything <laughs> having to do with this. Like, Wednesday was the best day of the week for me, largely because of everything that happened in that townhouse. And also the Sean and Jan scenes. Like, Sean was trying so hard not to choose violence, and I was like, <laughs> dying. He wanted, his pen. <laughs> he wanted to strangle her like I, John did. <laughs> I really like how John's, like, not confession, but what he said about his memory or like what he saw um how that was tied back to the recorder and jan mentioning it to trask and trask getting a warrant and like that was so good it was smart (laughs) it's threaded together really well and jan is playing this very smartly because i mean she's a fun villain it is so refreshing there is one flaw which I'll get to in a minute, but she was very smart when she spoke to Trask because she's like, after what John did to me, I don't want him to know that I'm the one who gave you the tape. So she got she got it based on an anonymous source. Here's where she messed up though. John and Marlena saw her the day they made the recording, not long after they made the recording. It's not going to take that long for them to realize that. That's true. Well, I'm going to rewind just a bit to when Belle and Claire finally saw each other. Um, and when Claire assumed that she actually did it, I was dying laughing. <laughs> no, no, but here's my thing. And a shout out to one of our very special listeners, Annie. She's been with us since the first episode. Hi, Annie. And she tweeted me. She was like, you might be right. Claire is kind of dumb for thinking <laughs> <laughs> Here's my annoyance with Claire, and it ties back to what we talked about a little before. She's barely given a chance to like be a part of the storyline. Do you want her? In this yeah, we line? yeah we want her in the storyline with the family. I, I mean, Charlie a- was her boyfriend. Her mother is suspected of murdering yeah, him. I don't give a fuck about what she does or. Well, we're going to have to get her a book for Criminal Justice for Dummies. Just pull her out of that story and pull her into the story with her family. That's more relevant for her. Like, how how did Allie and Claire spend the entire episode talking about mainly Trip? And a little bit bit, bit, bit of that. We're gonna have to talk about it at some point. We're gonna have to talk about it at some point. But I say that to say why did they not discuss the fact that Belle was arrested for Charlie's murder? You had Charlie's ex-girlfriend and his rape victim in the same room and nobody talks about it. They talked about Trip they talk, and Belle. I think they talk about it briefly, but not much. Like they No, just... they didn't even talk about it at all. She talked about it briefly with Belle and then Belle went to John and Marlena's and Ben came over and she segued into the, a different story. But she never it's spoke about it with Allie at all. 
Like, how are we not playing into that instead of... I mean, I was glad because the they, entire story was for plot in the first place. That's I why. was glad that they addressed the fact that Brady didn't know. I was shocked as hell. Remember how mad I was last week that Brady oh, yeah, and you Sammy were that Brady and Sammy spent an entire episode talking about Kristen and didn't bother to mention their sister who was arrested. Turns out they didn't know because we actually got to see Brady tell uh, Chloe tell him, yeah. which was quite surprising and quite a wonderful treat there. So I just I need everybody to be reacting to Bell's. Yeah, it's insane to me as much as I love her that amnesiac Sierra the person who can't have any information for fear of overloading her gets to know about the arrest but the people like actual people who this would actually affect don't get to react properly it's just it's, it boggles the mind um, okay I'm, I'm going to address everything y'all just said Okay, I wouldn't mind Claire being involved in this story more if we got her a book that said Criminal Justice for Dummies. And then we move on from there. My question is for Tony. Shoot. Now, when Belle automatically assumed that it was Sammy who framed her, she said, Sammy has always hated me. She's done this, that, and the third to me. Is that just a plot device or is this actually a part of history? Because from my understanding, yeah, Sammy tried to sell Bell on the black market. Then she got Jan out of prison. But from my understanding, it was always love between Sammy and Bell. Yeah, they disagree. They fight. But when they fought, it got ugly. Because even if you look when Marlena was confessing to being the serial killer, when Sammy didn't believe that she was in, was guilty and Belle did, like it, like even even though there was good moments between them, when they fought, it got ugly. Like I recall back in, they've had really bad moments too, arguing back and forth. So it's not just a plot device. Just a moment that popped into my head. I remember when back in like two thousand five, uh, when. I don't know if, if Sammy did anything. I don't remember if she did. But when Philip and Belle were supposed to get married, Lucas and Sammy were getting, supposed to get married around the same time, and they had to push the Lumi wedding like forward. Oh, right. And I think that they Sammy to, was so mad. Right. They had. I think Philip was getting ready to deploy, so they had to. Yeah. They had Lumi had to push back their wedding so Philip and Belle could get married before he deployed. Yeah, and Sammy but was upset. Is, so there's I'm, always been like, yeah, they with they've had Martha's a love of Belle. It's always been more antagonistic. Yeah. Yes, I, I never really got a feeling that Sammy always hated Belle. I mean, yeah, you hate. I don't think she meant it when she said it either. But Belle and Sammy have always had the relationship where when they right. fought. They say ugly things that they don't. Necessarily yeah, that's why I've always got from them. They always love each other, but when they fight. They go below the belt because they have history. It's explosive. But exactly. But I've never gotten to feel that Sammy hated Belle or Belle. Right. But Sammy. I don't when Belle said that, I don't think she actually meant it. I think she said it because she was angry and lashing out. Because even yeah. she said after that scene was over that I mean, she there's was, been bad blood between them. So I get why Belle assumed it was Sammy. See, I don't. Sammy, because, like, I do. Knows because why. She, no, because she knows why Sammy was released. 
Okay, well, yeah, that too. That but no, like, so yeah, it's but like Bell it wasn't sense. rationally think, thinking, but I also feel like so I'm, Sammy, I mean, an example of this. I'm sorry, Arya, for cutting you off, but I want to forget okay. this. I mean, Tony, you brought up their argument about Marlena being the Salem killer, but a few months later when Marlena was shot at the top of the prison, Sammy and Belle were right there for each other. I mean, they were in front of the TV. They were also, they were also fighting. And when, when, when John carried her into the church, they were also fighting that night too. Like, Listen, Belle and Sammy have always, they've loved each other. They've loved they've each other. They've always the had a rocky relationship. That's a thing. That, That's yeah. not a new but it, it, it just caught like me off guard with her it's saying a huge Sammy is reach, always though to accuse Sammy of it. No, but it I wasn't was... a reach, but it just caught me I off guard with her saying. Can we can we discuss the fact that there's there's been a faction? This is kind of uh, factoring into my watching it wrong, so I'm going to mention my watching it wrong a little bit early, only because it factors into this. To everybody on Twitter who thinks that Belle is being dumb for not assuming that the person who framed her was Jan. Lest she was in a I, coma. Lest I remind you that Belle believes that Jan was in a coma at the time. Yes, yeah. we, the audience, know that that is not true. But Belle, at this moment in time, has zero reason to believe that Jan was faking her coma, as that's not something she's ever done before. That's true. But yeah, uh, I, but I, I, mean, I did I what y'all were saying. Was that, um, I mean, I feel like it's kind of getting old <laughs> blaming Sammy or accusing Sammy. I do oh, like that. Old for years. But, I do like that Belle admitted that she was reaching. But I'm her. saying that I get why she went there because of their history and all of that. But I love those scenes in general. Which is there's a there's the magic when people fight in the townhouse that it's just better than anything else because mm. and John and Marlena's looks through the whole thing. And like now, now you stop that now. Stop it right now, Bill. I love Sammy, Sammy looked at Mar- Sammy looked and, at Bill like you can't be this stupid. Like and why would Jonah you Mar- and, and Marlena <laughs> actually defended Sammy? So to all the people who claim that John and Marlena never actually defend Sammy, they actually did. I thought Marlena was about to start slapping her thigh. You you leave my daughter alone, Belle. <laughs> Be- Belle looked like she was about ready to strangle somebody. Like it it was Belle just was all pissed. so good. I love and- those scenes. And I loved, I loved that they got to clue Sean in on what was going on with John because I know that they decided not to tell anybody, but I love the fact that they looped him in. And then the moment when he's like, well, isn't this ironic? Trask just pulled me off the case. So I'm under no obligation to report anything that I just heard. That was that reminded me so much of hope. I was dying. But can we talk about Deidre Halls and Drake's acting? It was really good. They didn't even say much during those argument scenes. Their faces said everything. Exactly. Quite honestly, I thought Marlena was going to pull a black mama and just sit both of them. Look here now. I ain't in this world for long. And y'all are siblings. Y'all going to have to work this out. <laughs> Dylan, Nick, y'all know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. I'm know. dead and gone. All y'all going to have is each other. So y'all better work this out right now. That's thank, what I was getting from her. <laughs> thank God my parents haven't had that talk yet. I don't know which way it go at this point, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nice to see them all 
in those scenes and just like conflict between that family is really fun to watch because yeah. so, and it's so much history that to play. Family grew family up on the screen consistently. Yeah, this family excels on like drama and. I know that, it makes some people mad which, and bitter, but like they grew up like all yeah, of these generations. We've seen this family. We've seen this family consistently grow up on our screen. So all the different combinations and connections, it makes for entertaining TV because we actually saw all of We've these people connected. Almost 30 they're, years. they're kind of played like the Horton family. should be played. Huh. But the thing is, though, I think what also what I, what oh, I don't. Oh, Michael, sorry. No, the thing is, though, that. What frustrates me is that we it's so hard to get this family to interact like yeah they yeah they, the they kind of like far in between like not just i don't know just different characters within the family we have we almost have to be out there and like we want to see these characters interact rather I mean- than those scenes last week with brady and sammy that was the first time they've interacted in over a year yeah. Oh crap! I didn't even realize. It, it was, that. That's my point. Why does it have to take so long? This is a family. Like Bell and Brady haven't shared a scene, haven't actually spoken to each other one on one this entire return. I mean, he was there for her wedding, but they haven't actually spoken to each other one on one at all since Martha's been back. What? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where social media comes into play. Because how many times have we all seen that's, the that's where a- somebody says? Marlena and her family are hogging up the show when it's supposed to be about the Hortons. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get just do it, damn it, do it. I mean, this is yeah. a way for fans to impact the show in a positive way. Like if we're out there saying we want to see Jarlena's blended family interact with each other more, and if we keep saying that, then hopefully we'll impact it. That's a good way to impact the show. I mean, yeah, the interactions are few and far between, but goddamn, when they get together. They are amazing. I think what helps that family is the huge age gaps. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Soraya kind of killed all that, but we saw Sammy babysitting and helping Marlene and John raise Brady and And we Bale. saw all of these characters born on our screen. Yeah, that, that also helps. I mean, we saw I Sammy mean, and Eric and Carrie basically taking care. Of, you know, it got to one point, even though, you know, Sammy brought up her anger every now and then, it got to one point where Sammy, Eric, and Carrie kind of came to terms with John and Marlena being together and that Brady and Belle are, well, Belle, of course, is their sister because of Marlena, but Brady is their brother you know they became one family unit and once that came up like to a head and on screen that's why that the family, flower ceremony during the during John oh don't wedding, talk about that wedding i cry every time is so good because oh, i that cry was, every time oh every time i can't wait till i get there and maybe watch but like it's why it's so good because that was the representation of that family coming together and it helps, like I said, that all of these characters were born on screen. The part that gets me every time is when they go through all their children and then they talk about the child of their heart, Carrie. Yes. Years, every Every time. time. Oh, because I don't care what y'all say. The only issue I have 
and let me be clear on this. I'm not one of those people who hops on Twitter and is like, Allie is Roman and Mylena's grandchild, not John's. But I would like to see Roman interact more within that family. I do too. That's just yeah. me personally. I want to see it, but I don't have a problem with her interacting with John and Marlene as much. Right. Roman needs to be included more. John and Marlene, John does not need to be excluded in order to make that happen. Exactly. I I think think, here we are 30 years in. Yeah, it's been 30 years since the tale of two Romans. Jesus Christ. 30 years this year? The peer peer is going to be 30 years old this month. I mean, in August, excuse me. So it's kind of like enough time has passed, Roman has moved on, John and Marlene have moved on, why don't they just make them a close friend unit yeah. who talks about their families? But uh, but the thing is, Roman is established to be close with John and Marlene. He put his entire career on the line because he was still, I believe, a part of the Salem PD when he helped John pull off the Hattie switch when Marlene was in, in her coma. No, he was running the pub by then, but he still oh, had he? pool. Yes, he still had pool enough to help. But you know what I mean? Play on that more. I feel like personally, me personally, how to do that is to put Roman and Kate back together. They all share grandchildren one way or another. Ali should work at the pub. No, no, no. Mm-mm. You saw how that went with Sierra. She didn't come to work. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. She didn't. But like, I'm just Family does not need to be hired in that pub anymore. If we're going to go the nepotism route, Bella Magazine is still a thing. Allie is fine as hell, y'all. She's fine. Oh, I would love if they made her a model. Make her a model like her Aunt Carrie. And then Aunt Carrie, she also did business in Titan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Make Allie the new Carrie. And make her a model and a businesswoman. Cos- what was it? High, high something. Her own cosmetics line. Bring oh, back Countess Walona. Make her. Countess Walona. Stop. I said what I said. Bring back Countess Walona. And have Allie be a model for Countess Walona and the businesswoman. Stop correcting me. No, I will not stop correcting you. You're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> These folks know me by now. We about 13, 14 episodes in. So. And they also know that I'm going to correct you. So, you know, I hate this for this to be the Jarlana and Roman hour, but come on now. Play those beats. Put Kate and Roman together. That's a bunch of intertwining grandparents. But I never, I, I'll tell you what, I never need to see. I never need to see Marlena and Kate being friends ever again. Now, wait a minute, hold on now. Wait, haven't no. they always been friends? They, they were, but like after everything that's happened, well, first of all, I would have deaded that friendship after Kate let Sammy go to the death chamber. But after everything that happened with Stephen O. And like her part and all that, like she oh, never yeah, paid for forgot that. About like that. um now, that I, now, I agree with that, but I will say this Marlena needs a friend. They killed her best friend this year, y'all. <laughs> what they need to do is they need to have a sit-down where Marlena just has enough like Kate gets caught up in another scheme. And Roman scolds her, but they still stay together. And Marlena just sits Kate down and be like, 
how could you, how can I call you my best friend after you done X, Y, and Z to me? And then Kate, with her tears, you know, Kate always ends up making a pretty cry. She's a pretty crier. And, <laughs> and she cries. She's like, you're my closest friend. You're the only one I can really, really talk to other than Roman. And Marlena sits down and is like, well, we have a lot of work to do before we get back to how we were. And we see Kate do the work for it. That's what they need. That means they would have to really care about Kate as more than a plot point, and they don't. I feel like, though, if they're going to restore Marlena friendships, because I feel like it would be a benefit to both characters, can we get the Maggie-Marlena relationship? Uh, I don't even know if Suzanne Rogers has gone back to work. That would be a good one, too. Because Marlena was basically an honorary Horton. Or Maggie and Julie. Not Maggie and Julie. Marlena Marlena and and Julie, yes. I cannot wait to see Marlena and Paulina. Yeah, I, I know, right? Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. That's weird. It's coming. Coming up. But yeah, if we're going to play the Kate and Marlena thing, I like their friendship, but they really need to sit down and have a long talk about all the things Kate has done and then work on that. I need to because see the work Kate, on that. Kate got a pass for all the Stephen O crap because she helped Marlena save John. And I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was happening. Oh, my mom called it as it was happening and I was so mad because I wanted Marlena to like slap the taste out of her mouth but it didn't happen and like I've been cool not seeing them as friends but, but we do know they call and talk to each other they've said it multiple times on the show I mean whenever we do see Marlene and Kate in the rat I'll call you later okay girl and I, then- <laughs> it go, going back to Jake for one second the one moment that made me laugh this week is when he called Allie to see if uh, he's She's heard from her grandmother, and she went, which one? That made me laugh. My thing is, I feel like their friendship now is played a lot off screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because we know back in the day, Kate and Marlena used to go out to lunch. I don't think Kate and Marlena Marlena haven't shared a scene since Sammy was fighting for custody of Henry in September. They need to, again, they need to play on that friendship more. I feel like if they do put Roman and Kate together, we're going to see a lot more of that friendship because you know, Marlena supported Roman and Kate, she did until it was revealed she was the serial killer. Then, she yeah, kind of- but what we know, she you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I'm trying to think of my words wisely, play that friendship more, but. But we need to have a sit down. We need to have a working out between the two. Yeah. You but, actually I mean, have to address the issues between them and not sweep them under the rug and pretend. I mean, we saw with Chad and Abigail, even though now that's blown to hell. But hey, at least they try. You know, I mean, we know it's possible for these writers to do that. With Marlena and Kate, what they're trying to do with Allie and Tripp, it's just not working. They're trying to make like everything with Allie and Tripp is like, like nothing ever happened like nothing ever happened and now all she's doing is praising trip and i just as much as i see the chemistry between them that's that's what makes me angry (laughs) so (laughs) like they're the story for them has been moving on to this story huh sorry (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess we can move on to it. You didn't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it because it's pissing me off. The story, they've always had chemistry from the moment those two should have seen they had chemistry. That first slap, they had chemistry. Yeah, I'm like, okay, are you going to screw now? Like, that's what I kind of wanted. <laughs> then they put that stupid story in between. We don't need to talk about it again, but it was so mishandled. Now you're going to rush into them being together. I would like that Allie and um, did Trip and Ben talk about it? Yes. Yeah, I like that they bought it. They bought it up to Claire and Ben. But are they going to? Is that going to play into the struggle, the angst for them? If they if they lean into it, then I'm fine. I would have preferred they would have started with that. But at this point, I feel like it's going to lean towards like their first kiss. She's going to bug the fuck out. I don't they, like it, y'all. Well, I, I I'm because like. Think- question do you think that's how what leads her to um chanel yes okay i'm not even gonna say it we're gonna wait like i was just out of it i was like what are they talking about who what oh tripping out i'm sorry i they bored the fuck out of me there it's a it's a story there that they can tell if they tell it well yes it is don't no there's there's not there is. We can agree There's to disagree. No chemistry. We can what also is? agree to disagree because you think Cleo, you think Cleo have chemistry and they don't. Yikes! <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> okay, Nick. And you around us too long. You dirty. I'm sorry, but it's like watching paint dry. We can agree to disagree. The point is they have chemistry and there's Nick a story been around to us too long. They, there's a story to tell, but Ron and Co are. I'm don't put Cole. Please don't tell a story. Just, to, just to, don't I, throw those other words under the bus. I, I'm gonna throw, No, I'm gonna hold everybody accountable because somebody has to say something. Like you can't just let let shit keep hitting air and not saying anything. No, 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 no. If, if you want yes, your coin, if, if, if the you want your coin, yes, the buck stops with Ron. But hashtag free alley. Because Lord knows. Well, Chanel's coming to do exactly that. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> but going back to what Nick said, I do think like I wonder if she's going to have a moment with Trip, like they're going to finally have a kiss or something, and she's going to completely like freak out and get triggered. But I wonder if she's going to be more comfortable around around Chanel because it's it a lot. Like that. <laughs> I know what kind of I'm couple so she's trying to have. Chanel but also that could that could be something, Tony, because remember when the story first started, she thought remember she talked about the similarities between Trip and um Charlie? Yeah. So if they do try to get intimate, that could trigger something too. Like Because they haven't at all. They almost did, but the doctor came in and interrupted them. And I think they haven't kissed or done anything yet for a reason, because the minute they do, she's gonna freak out. And I kind of feel bad for Trip in a way because this would be the second one of his girlfriends that have had this happen. Because like Sierra kind of did the same Damn. thing. Oh yeah, that says a lot about the show. Yeah, <laughs> they need to stop. They need to stop doing that, things. That's like that. always been a days thing. There was a point in time on days where almost all of their leading ladies had been victims of sexual assault. Back yep. to back. I mean, Maggie, Marlena, Kayla. Adrian, Jennifer, Laura. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, it was like everybody, Sammy, it was like almost everybody on screen. 
Kayla. Wait, in the 80s Kim and raped? the 90s. Uh, Kim Ooh. got raped in the past. Yep, yep. Kayla. Not Carol. I, feel I like think Carol the only one who a- wasn't was Hope. Hope was almost raped. Hope was almost raped in 1996. Ab- Abigail hasn't been right. Oh, yeah, she yeah. has. By who? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, see? Yeah. <laughs> the only ones who haven't been raped is Alice and Caroline at this point. And Caroline, I feel like she'll take a bush of night to a man. So. There's that. I mean, good lord, they need to stop. I'm tired. I yeah. When the list of characters on their show who haven't been raped is shorter than the ones who have, it's a problem. Good lord. Like, but you know they're never going to address it's it. It's like four characters currently. Hell, they need they need like an SVU squad. Seriously. But, but here's the thing. I mean, there I've are seen... two families right now where every generation of where the grandmother, mother, and daughter are all rape victims. Laura, Jennifer, and Abigail, Marlena, Sammy, and, and Allie. Allie. Ooh. They had not <laughs> no. to mention. But well, here's no. the thing. You bring that up, they're not going to bring it up. Uh-uh. Because they had the perfect chance to when Tripp was suspected of raping Allie and him being a third generation Johnson rapist. Yep. And that's what the, everybody was like, I wish they would bring up Marlena's rape. They're not going to do that because that's going to open up a can of worms where everybody's going to realize, damn, almost every female character on this show has been raped. And they don't want to go down that road of having to explain that. So that's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's not. If, if they would just stop telling rape stories, we would have to talk about it. Thank you. Karen Corday would rather go to the bowl and the beautiful before he <laughs> tells that story. Just, just stop. Like, just stop telling the stories and we won't have to complain about any weird shit happening. Just stop. Like, it's not hard to not tell a story like that. It's really not. You know someone else who yelled, just stop? Lucas, when he was trying to scheme with Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> Now that is how you pivot. That is how you pivot. (laughs) Those two. Luke Curry ain't got nothing on me. I have to be honest. (laughs) I was cautious about this story because it sounded really odd on paper. It's hilarious. I am having so much fun. When when I read it in in the preview, I was like, eh, it doesn't sound good at all. But... (laughs) The thing is, when you think about who Sammy and Lucas yeah, are as it people, it makes complete sense. Chloe is going to be fooled like this. I was like, I'm not fond of this story when I read it, but as it is playing out, oh, it's so I'm loving it. Sammy behind Chloe, throwing up her hand, like, shut up, don't say nothing. Shut up. That was brilliant. And the thing is, it's so similar to their 1995 dynamic. There's just not I was good. just about to say, it's such a good callback to their past. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. The only difference is they're a lot nicer to each other while doing it than they were in the 90s. But, like, it's so good. Like, uh, uh, my, my question is, Dr. Dunn, was that the doctor that worked with Chloe while she had cancer? Or is he just a random? I think he's just a random doctor in New York that's coming to Salem, I think. My thing is, why didn't she call her father? Because we can't have nice things and we ain't got no money. Okay, I would say because Craig and Nancy coming back to town would be very nice. And they could bring joy. 
And they're open to it, by the way. Well, at least Craig is. Yeah, he did say he wanted to come back. Because quiet as kept. I kind of shipped Craig and Nancy. I can't wait till I meet them and Aren't get to see this story from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were married, but <laughs> they were. I shipped them married actually, because I remember when they were like scheming. Oh yeah. yeah, like that's part of what I remember. Like, and that was kind of when I, I don't recall. I think when Chloe came to the show is when they when kind they of anchored them and made them more yeah. human. But prior to that, they were scheming messes, and it was so they were fun. scheming as. But like, this is were... what I loved about Craig and Nancy. You don't see many full-figured women mm-hmm. on soaps getting love or having a man just be head over heels for you. But Craig, he loved him some Nancy. He did. Well, sniff he her did. dirty draws if he wanted to. He I love the fact that they I never always... played that relationship as a joke. Yeah. Exactly. He was in love with his, he loved his Nancy, and Nancy loved her And they never did like credit. a triangle or any kind of weird third party thing with them either. Exactly, like, and that's why I like them, and it's yeah. I, I would like to see them. I've never seen Chloe's parents. I, I saw I saw Nancy. You should you should go back and really enjoy yourself some classic days because let me tell you, it's fun. And, and even if they tried to do like a full figured women joke towards her. Craig would be like, yeah, she full figure, but that figure be tearing me up in the bed. (laughs) He was not having it. It was like, you were not disrespecting his wife. And he was just so devoted. And we don't get to see that. Because like, um, I know I keep bringing up other shows, but like on GH with Milo and Epiphany, they played that like a joke. Like a joke, yep. Yeah. But I would love to see Craig and Nancy back in town. They don't even have to be scheming. Just have them on my screen, just being in love. And I just... would love. The last time we doing. saw them, we saw them though. We yeah, on the last show, but on the last class series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did see them on the last. They were class on the series. um spinoff thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And they I looked did. so good. They looked great. Because the reunion great. took place in New York, so we saw, and Chloe was living in New York at the time with her parents, so we actually saw Craig and Nancy before they went to the reunion. We also saw them after Chloe allegedly died. Yeah. Also, Nancy came back, I think, during the the, sur- the surrogacy story. Yeah, yeah, in 2017 with Holly and ugh, yeah. Was she there for that? Because the last time I remember Nancy. Yeah, no, she was. Okay. The last time I truly remember Nancy was when Chloe was scheming to get Daniel back from Jennifer. Yeah, this was a couple. Yeah, she was she was back in 2017. Like Chloe, I think had just gotten hurt or something, and like she had, I think it was like when she was leaving town and she found out she was pregnant. Yeah, we saw, we saw Nancy right before she left. Well, well, speaking of Chloe, her phone conversations with Brady were just so refreshing. So they sweet. were. I love them so much. My God, like when he was panicked because he thought. That the important doctor's appointment was about her. Yeah. So yeah. so she did have that's what tipped me off that something happened to her before. Yeah, because she had leukemia in um two thousand. I wish they would have played that. I wish I wish Brady could just it's the leukemia back, Chloe. But that but he what I loved is like it's it was a subtle thing where if you watched, you knew where his panic was coming from because Brady supported her all the way through that. And yeah. and they brought they brought it up. Um, last year 
when they were looking for a donor for Rachel, she was Mickey at the time. Um, I think Kristen had gone to get tested or something. And Brady said that he didn't need to because he was already in the um, registry from when he donated, when he signed up to be a donor for Chloe. Oh, uh, he, he tried to save her life. Mm-hmm. Brady ran himself ragged trying to save Chloe. Oh. Yeah, he did. And it, it, it was a whole story. Like she got leukemia. They, they tried to do like a bone marrow drive at the hospital to find her a donor. Then it segued into them trying to find her biological father so that they could see if he could be a donor, which is how they then revealed that Craig was her father. And then they ended up having Joy and then Joy was her match. Oh, okay. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> okay. At it when you pop back in. And well, I'm recording can... also. Okay, so... so you can just segue into um, you want to segue into our end segments. Let's just go ahead and restart the Chabby and Gwen thing. Oh, because we we had a whole comp. We picked up the end of that convo and just kind of segued over instead, maybe. Let's just start from the beginning and work it really, 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 really fast. Okay. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah, no, stop. Whatever you want to do. Well, now on to the last and least enjoyable story of this week. Gwen's check bounced down the stairs and. Her baby's dead. Well, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Well, let's. But the way you said it was as if the the fall down the stairs caused the miscarriage. Oh yeah, uh, it was already. She pulled in the coal, y'all. Yep, she hundred percent pulled in the coal. And God, I, I hated that story. Oh, I hated that story too. <laughs> Everybody hated that story. I but, hated it mainly because all this over Daniel Jones. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, true. Was it. it was totally not worth it. But um, when. But I will say, and I think I think I said this in the group chat, and I'm going to go ahead and say it on air. And if I roast in hell for it, I don't care. The reason Gwen lost that child is Laura came back from beyond the grave. And no, said, no, no, no. No, I'll tell Like, because literally Gwen said, I thought I was going to be all alone. But no, we have your grandpa Jack to support us. And Laura was like, no, no, honey. <laughs> I am not okay with this. And down she went. Laura said, if I couldn't have Jack, that baby can't either. <laughs> <laughs> now that is my kind of carrying on. I love to fall down the stairs. It's, it's, it's really good so. Like it's as long as long I mean, as it doesn't eat the show like, again, yeah. I can deal with it. We don't have long. It's gonna pivot Theoretically. Because of Marcy had her baby on March 13th, this was all filmed around Valentine's Day. We only have a couple weeks left. Assuming that she takes a maternity leave and they didn't block tape a bunch of stuff, her exit has got to be coming soon. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to lead to Abby, I don't know, leaving, the sh- uh, leaving Salem for a while to get uh, I mean, yeah. Could help get therapy. Then, yeah. I mean, didn't um, she leave early? Didn't she leave treatment early? She did. Yeah. She did. Oh, sorry. I screamed that far. But uh, I mean, she signed I herself know. out AMA from the clinic and she's basically been on a long winded spiral been ever since. since then. Well, I know a lot of people have said that Abigail was harsh and she 
she did she, she said was, some things that she shouldn't have said to Gwen. But me personally, I'm a Scorpio, so I go for the juggler when I'm pissed. I would have said a lot worse. I, I, me personally, I would have been, you're toting around this baby, acting like it's such a blessing when in reality it's a meal ticket. And not only is it just a meal ticket, darling, just like you, that baby is a mistake. That's just me, though. I, I, don't, I don't know. Me personally, killed my grandma. So. Yeah, it's fuck you forever for me. But yeah. can we backtrack? I'm sure this is going to be mentioned in your uh, reading Rainbow segment, Michael, but I just have to bring this up, Jack. I love you, but my God, is Ooh, that is. are He's you a, a fucking moron? He's a dumbass. A dumb, a dumb Abigail. <laughs> Thank God Jennifer uh, said, are you sure about this? <laughs> Abigail <laughs> is going to be graceful. Abigail is, uh, are you new here? The thing is, that's what's my issue with Jack. You can support Gwen from Chicago. You, right. she, doesn't, she doesn't have to live in Salem. She doesn't have to live in your house, sir. She yeah, does she, not she, have to live in your house. And you having a relationship with Gwen does not mean that Abigail has to. Oh, Philly. Yeah, that's where she's supposed to go. Yeah. Where uh, Chicago was a, a, a good guess. But like, I'm like, why are they trying to force it where the only way Jack can support Gwen is by making Abigail and Gwen have a relationship that, to be fair, none of them want? Neither one of them want to be friends with each other. He feels guilt and he's overcompensating. Yeah, way but he's way overcompensating. But you can, you can. And he's hurting Abby in the process. It's to the detriment of your own family that you raise. So yeah, it's kind of like, why? And, and he keeps saying, "I could never choose between you. I'm not choosing." Yeah, he said it. And then every time he turns around, he's doing exactly that and yeah. choosing Gwen over because Abigail. he talked her out of leaving. He talked yes, about leaving. Choosing Gwen, and that was bad her. enough. And then asked her to move into Alice's motherfucking house. Right. <laughs> if I speak, <laughs> like what I, I was like, sir, I understand you're trying to be her father, but good lord, like you, you want to pay for goodness. the bills, you want to get her her own house, her own apartment, fine, right? You can do that. You can have your relationship over in that house that you buy for her. Abigail needs to not be a part of it. And then Chad and Jack having a conversation and Chad being like, well, thank you for looking out for her. Can you please keep me posted on the baby? And can we not tell Abigail about this? Like, don't you that realize- like some, That sounds like some Eric Forrest shit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, don't you realize like the biggest, like keeping secrets from her is only going to make her spiral more. Yep. She's already paranoid enough. This is only going to make it worse. Like, y'all are not helping her here. You want to support Abigail. You want her to be well. You're so worried she's going to spiral. Well, stop fucking doing things that are going to make her spiral. Hello? Like, I I love Jennifer, but she's too nice. Yeah. I need need you to... If Jennifer were in Salem, this would not be the... If Jennifer were in Salem, this would not be her reaction. Really? You think? This is only because it's long distance, Jennifer. But in Salem, Jennifer would not do. I oh, mean, if she was witnessing what was happening, exactly. If she was okay. witnessing this firsthand, she would be like, "Oh no!" no getting Jack's version or Abby's version. If she was seeing it for herself, she'd probably be. She'd be solidly team Abigail, and she'd be telling her husband to take his daughter and kick rocks. At this, hundred percent. At this point, 
And I think that would make Jack see some sense because at this point, the only person who would ever be able to get through to Jack when he's thinking like this would be Jennifer. But Jennifer would have to actually be witnessing what's happening and actually seeing the pain that her daughter is in. Hearing about it secondhand is one thing, but actually witnessing it, she would have a completely different reaction. Well, I, I don't even know if I want to live this story in prayer anymore. Honestly, <laughs> we, can, we can drop to the depths of hell and pray it ends soon. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's it for the weekly recap, folks. It's been fun. And now for my favorite section of the day, where I give a little read to a specific character. Welcome to the Mavericks reading Rainbow. And let me put on my reading glasses so I can read the name on the docket. If somebody has been there before, we're sure. <laughs> if not Jack Devereaux, I will be supremely surprised. Right? Jesus Christ. What is this repeat offender week? Jackson Hardcore Devereaux. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing you on my stand, Jack. And this is the fr- this is this is the one time I actually agree with you. I'm tired of seeing I'm tired of seeing you on my stand, Jack. I don't even want you swallowed anymore. You should have been a stain on the wall or sh- <laughs> I am so sick of you, Jackson Hardcore Devereaux. It's bad enough that we had to see the net tie killer's ornament go on Tom and Alice's tree for Christmas. But now you moving Miss Bounce Check into the hoarding home, a home that's not even yours. That's Jennifer House, if we're being honest. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why? For what reason? That darn it. Why I don't understand why. Why are you sacrificing the family that you fought so hard to be with, to raise, to cherish for a junkie's daughter you just met a few months ago and who has upended your life to the point where I don't even know if your family can come back from this at this point. The trust is gone. It's gone and you threw it all away for a daughter you just met a few months ago? How dare you? How dare you invite that woman into the hoarding house? It's bad enough we had winos and junkies in the the 90s, but now (laughs) to have a junkie's daughter in there? After we just saw that shit show of a Christmas. You gotta let that Christmas go. It has to move the fuck on. I thought that tree was going to go up in flames like my Lana <laughs> was possessed again. <laughs> it should have. <laughs> Y'all need to get over it. No. I'll get over it when those bodies he strangled with a tie gets over. <laughs> but anyways, Jack Devereaux, you should have been a stain on a sheet. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get your favorite couple, so... The, you know what? I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Oh. The only Jack Devereaux I know is Mark Vallis Jack Devereaux. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's the only one that matters and the only one that counts. And then I have to have a secondary read. Oh. That's a new one. This is interesting. Patchy the Pirate, a.k.a. Stephen Earl Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, that's the name of the podcast. 
because you read Gwen into the ground doesn't make you any better. It <laughs> made you look worse. Because let's be honest, who are you to throw stones? Listen, Trip was Gwen. Exactly. Yeah, he, he never read him. <laughs> exactly. Who are you to throw stones after the way you have carried on these past 365 days in a year? Shout out to Anita Baker. <laughs> Who, who are you, Stephen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> who are you, Stephen Earl, to cast judgment on anybody when you came into the show as Victor's flunky? And we're going to leave it there. First time we saw him, he was... Well, no, that was the first time we saw him. First time we saw Kayla, he was in her closet stalking her. Exactly. Ew. So, <laughs> you are the last person to talk about anybody stepping into someone's family. And trying to ruin it. Both of y'all should have been stains on the sheets. I, I don't understand. It seems like every male descendant of Joe Johnson is it, it, just terrible. It, it, it's too much, but yeah. I blame Duke. Sonny is terrible. <laughs> JJ. JJ ain't bad. He just got the dick of. JJ just exists. Like, he's just kind of there. He has the dick of disappointment. Everything that dick touches just turns to shit. Except for Lonnie. Lonnie was the only exception. She's, she's the she, she barely she survived. survived. That was really funny. <laughs> she survived and she upgraded. Woo. Thank God. But then again, her hurts. She's had her highs, but she's had her disappointments as well. I mean, her babies were kidnapped this year. And I believe it's truly because she touched JJ. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my read of the week, folks. Fuck both of y'all, Johnson. (laughs) Chad, I'll see you next week. (laughs) Yeah, depending on how it plays, I'm pretty sure they're going to be reading. I'll see you next week. You ain't safe, Chadwick. No, because like the way the way that Soap Opera Digest article play like reads. Yeah, that looks like a whole mess. I got, I got my popcorn for it too. I got some for you, Chad. I'm gonna bring up your dad, Mammy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of can see why they would take Gwen's side. I see it too, but at this point, Chad, you have everything to lose. But it's you have everything to lose. Lies, sir. You've lied time. about more. You've lied about less. Right. Lie. I, she didn't do it. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, support your wife. You yeah. have no stand on. Even in, even though you is, know you're wrong, you may I you mean, may think you're wrong. Lie. I, I can see why they take her side, but like the way Chad is written, it's so not like him. But also the way it's gonna play, like when they find out that the baby's gone, and like apparently they have a what if moment, like what if the child survived, kind of a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, no, not 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 like we're actually going to see it, but like, don't you they bring talk, that swamp, baby? Like, they actually <laughs> talk about it, and like, I don't know. Emily said something in the article about the way Billy chose to play it was a lot softer than she was expecting, or something like that. So, I'm expecting to hate those scenes and just roll my eyes the whole thing. Yes, with this story, I think it's one of the soapier stories for the younger couples on the show, yeah. but. The way the characters are written is just frustrating. Frustrating to watch. Well, that's my read. I mean, fuck the Johnson boys. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. 
Leave Steve alone. No, no, nah, nah. come back. He's, he's trying he's, to come back. No, he ain't. Don't let me have this. <laughs> when he does something that's worth letting you have, we will, but he has not. The he only thing he's trying much to yet. bring back is the ugly jean jacket. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Why was his his collar popped up like that? Leave him alone. <laughs> Where the hell are you going, sir? <laughs> and, and then you notice how he wears it like a douchebag would. He's a man of a certain age. Like a damn Look, y'all, <laughs> y'all know that when the aunties and uncles reach a certain age, they get stuck back where they thought they looked good. Yeah, but he looked better. He, he looked crazy. He thinks that's a look. He thinks that is a look. Well, it's better than him wearing a leather jacket and May, because I know them pits used to be humming. Stop. <laughs> what are you <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what, we are running wrong. Let's segue to the rest of our segment, please, because I got about a half hour before I got to go. Well, guys, and now it's time for your watching it wrong. Who wants to go first? Eeny, meeny, miny, Dylan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine is a little sensitive. <clears throat> okay. But um, it's kind of been brought about because of Cameron's exit. And it's, it's like, there's been a common refrain from, and I'm being very specific with who I'm addressing this towards. Um, people who are neurotypical keep saying that Theo's autism has not been played enough or that it's coming off as if his autism has been cured. And while I understand that for a lot of people, that comparison is coming from having watched what Tyler did before, or maybe even having, you know, someone in their life with autism, it's also coming off a little bit to me as someone who is not neurotypical, it's coming off a little bit ableist. Because when you say things like he isn't being presented as autistic enough you're erasing people who are on the spectrum whose autism presents the way in which Cameron's playing it and he's a different actor it was always going to be different and that's another thing that I think that people need to keep in mind and for me I've seen things in his performance of lack of consistent eye contact when he's really honest and it's really blunt and it's unfiltered yeah, and it comes off as a little inappropriate yeah. difficulty in empathizing with other people's points of view being unsure about whether his behavior is appropriate like there was a very specific scene with julie when he came into julie's place and he was upset and she walked up to him and he just said whiskey sour and then he stopped and he caught himself and he looked at her and he was like i'm sorry was that rude because he wasn't sure. So it's like there have been scenes where he's been kind of awkward with physical contact. And so, I mean, I'm just saying that people who are neurotypical and who are looking for a very specific representation of autism might want to take a couple of steps back 
and realize that it is a spectrum disorder and that what you are seeing is very representative for some people who are on the spectrum. Can I ask a question uh, though? Um, can I just ask this question first, Michael, and then you can jump in? Yes. Um, if Cameron was the only adult Theo that we had seen, I, I could I could understand that argument. Where it comes from for me is Kyler played it so differently than the way that Cameron's playing it that it's almost jarring that it would be that different for the same person. Yeah, and I, I, I get that. It is, you know, I, I get that and I can understand that particular criticism, but I'm, people are like, was his autism cured? And to me, that's coming across as well. I don't see him being, I don't, I don't see autism in this performance. And that is where I'm like, what exactly are you actually saying here? Because I do. Because it, it, it's not being played anywhere the way that Kyler played it. Kyler see, and that's a different, that's a different criticism and then too again like I said it was always going to be played differently they're different performers right they have a different but interpretation he may be pulling from a different place so I, I guess my question is is it possible for a person's autism to change not necessarily change but people do I, I, don't know, I know like for me depending on where I am and who I'm with my masking behaviors are different but does it like, does it doesn't present it's hard for me to kind of people who know me really well can sort of see things that other people will miss does he i mean i don't think like is theo supposed to and like, like I said, I understand. with the sign. Yeah, like I understand like, people being like, "This is not the way that it was presented before," I and that to me dialogue. is a different. That to me is a different criticism than saying that he's not autistic enough or his autism is not there. Expectations at all? Like, is he supposed to go around saying it all the time? Like. We, we know. Well, I will say this. When Cameron came in in November, until they specified in the dialogue that he was autistic, I legit thought the writers knew. forgot that Theo was autistic. But we because already know. Like, why would we have that, like, play? Because, all this? because and Ariette brings up a good point. We know it. It doesn't have to be said. It doesn't really have to be played out, quite honestly. And to be honest to me, as you all know, I work with autistic kids and adults. I have that an autistic my, cousin. I mean, that is my day in, day out. I work 70 to 60 hours a week with these individuals. And some of them, you would never even know they're autistic. Yeah. Some of them, you can tell they are severely autistic. And then there's a lot of them who are in between those that little scale. Yeah. It doesn't have to be played. The simple nuances, like Dylan said, his eye contact, his behavior, 
him acknowledging that his people skills aren't that great is being played. I think the issue is it's just not being played the way Kyler played it. That's my but let, me, but let me tell you something. Like I told you weeks ago, people in hell want ice water the way y'all want Kyler Pettis back. Oh, I don't even want Kyler back. I just want it. I just kind of want it more, not necessarily played the same, but more pronounced, I guess, would be. But And they're never going to get it. Just saying. Y'all ain't getting Kyla Pettis back. So, yeah, like, but it's like, I, who is that for, though? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if people see, within the community, be, when we know already, why does it have to be referenced to all the time? Or like, it has because there are be some pl- people who don't know, and some people yeah, and who we weren't watching. Tell them. Some people who don't know, or some people who literally just forget because but it is. It has been like. If we have been paying attention, or fans have been paying attention, we've seen it specifically with Lonnie. Remember that scene with Lonnie, Jules, and Theo when yeah. he was supposed to hold I her. did see it there. That was the most I had seen it in his run up to that point. So I, I don't know what people expect. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say actually, but. I feel like people expect it to be referenced to all the time, and that's just not realistic. Now, Michael, you had a question before I said what I said. Did you? Well, get a I, I already said it. I mean, it's a spectrum. It's many severe cases, and there's many mild cases, and there's many cases in between. If yeah. we're going to sit here and try to police and tally up his autistic you know things that show that he's autistic we shouldn't have to do all that we know it i mean it shouldn't be this deep it should not be that big of an issue like should we see all the time that for example with abby's mental illness and ben's mental illness should we see it all the time no but i it's like I said, for but me, it's like, just jarring because of the way that the previous actor portrayed it. Like, if Cameron was the only adult Theo that we've ever had, I don't think it would be an issue. Honestly, well, I don't. That I get, but I've seen some tweets. It basically comes off as why is Theo having a normal relationship with a woman? He's autistic. It shouldn't be going this way. You know what I mean? It comes off as very jarring when you see tweets like that because I will say though that those tweets though I haven't seen them don't make much sense because even when even when Kyler was playing Theo and Claire and Theo were in a relationship they never really went like they never really went that way with his autism where like he couldn't be physical with her he couldn't touch her like he had a quote unquote normal relationship. Like I know that sounds wrong, so I don't even understand where that tweet comes from. Because that's well, never been something that they even played up with Kyler. Well, here's the thing. I think this main thing stems from Cameron Johnson would never catch a break mainly because he's not Kyler Pettis. He may catch a break from all of us on this podcast, but a lot of people will never give him 
any race because they want Kyler Pettis back. And it's just not going to happen. It's unfair to the actor. Yeah, and like, you know, like I was saying, um, I think that it's valid when you're, if you're talking about a compare and contrast between how one actor played the role and how the other actor is playing the role. Where it gets uncomfortable for me is when people start to say that, you know, his autism is not present, his autism has not been represented, his autism is not there. Because there's a lot of us who present in that exact way. And we're valid and we're here and we count. So. Very good observation, Dylan. Who's next? Um, I, I think I that guess. was real. That was really heavy. So everybody's kind of like, okay, where do we go? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's no, that's okay. Mine is um, it's about Theo too. Um, so probably a bit. It's it's the soap hub um poll. Oh yeah. So that was some trash. The headline reads, is Theo following his in his Uncle Stefan footsteps on Days of Our Lives? Oh, God. Yeah. So now, oof, I think is I try to like soap up, but they they just, this is one. Why do you even try? They are, a, <laughs> well, literally, <laughs> why do you even try? They are agenda-driven clickbait crap. So I'm, like, it's one thing to have a thought. It's another thing to ask the question because you had to ask the question to get the poll results. And I, I guess I missed that part. But is so the, this is the same site that takes, a, that takes a random tweet and turns it into a spoiler article. So of course they took Twitter discussion and turned it into a poll. 58% of people that think Theo's acting anything like Stefan Demera can kiss my ass. He's I'm not tired of the bullshit. Get your heads out your asses. It he's done nothing. Like he's he's done. He's only done what Sierra has get, given him instructions to do. That's it. He even asked her, "Do you want to stay? Like we can leave next week. We like everything that's happening right now is because Sierra wants it to happen. She's leaving because she wants to." Theo has not taken advantage of her. It's, and for a platform that obviously has a lot of viewers to run with that, it's just disgusting. It 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 infuriated me, mm, pissed yeah. me off. It, it made me sick. This is just, what I meant. Sorry, go on. Just 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 think like why can't like if you're in the press like because a lot of these writers wrote for soap opera digest wrote for soap opera magazine wrote for the soap press back in the day why aren't they more responsible i would assume they would be but they're not like why would you even implicate that if you already knew people were talking about it how about you do a, an analysis on it yourself say like you could have like waited, turn, like yeah, turn you, it into a discussion piece instead yeah, of a poll. Instead of a poll, like it's just, I'm done. It just pissed me off. That's what I meant weeks, a month ago, when I said fans would damn 
how fans uh, fans can damage uh, a a view on a character because this like reached SoapHub, you know. Yeah, but that's on SoapHub. Fans can have whatever opinions they want, good, yeah, bad, but what ugly, I'm and different. Is fans can have an impact on it. They can damage how like important people on social media views a character. Yeah, but I well, I guess I don't really. I'm still, I don't I'm really. Standing firm in... on that opinion, and nothing is gonna change it. Well, no, it that's fine. But like, I don't view Soap Hub as. I mean, they're trying to come off as an important source. I but mean, they when have you're... a source when they post spoiler pictures. So, but when you are but... taking your information off of Twitter, yeah, that questions your credibility as an actual source to begin with like if you're actually going to run the poll based on the opinion of people on twitter don't you think something should have given you pause and said no this is a bad idea yeah but what i said like i knew from the beginning when fans started seeing things like this, other like, what is it called? I'm, I, I have, I'm having a brain freeze right now. Platforms would catch on. They were the only ones. No, they weren't the only ones. They're just the only ones that made it a damn headline. Soap Central yeah. did it too in their co- in their um, commentary column a few weeks back. But they, it also was not a headline. It wasn't a poll. Like, fans are one thing. Viewers are likely going to respond irresponsibly to everything they don't like. That's just the way fandoms are. Yeah. I would would appreciate if the press did better. Did not. But they don't. And it's, like, it's it's wild. It goes back to the thing with um, the guy from TV Fanatic thinking Chanel was going to cry rape with Xander. That guy gets things wrong on a weekly basis it goes back to what magazine that ran that um had that ran that uh piece about tyler christopher getting fired twice in a year oh that yahoo finance article no it was from one of the magazines well i think soap opera digest did (laughs) that soap opera digest or soaps in depth right before they shut down shocker like it's the 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 press is so irresponsible we already have enough with the fandom the press needs to do better yeah 100 percent I agree. Who's next? <laughs> I already said mine earlier, so. Well, Our... I don't, I have similar to what Nick said. I saw a response in there that said Theo is worse. And I don't know Ooh. which world you live in where you think Stefan, who took advantage of Abby having um, DID and basically forcing Abby away and dragging the Gabby with an eye out of her and still think Theo is worse. But considering this person replied to Ron earlier when he, er, earlier this year though, when he said that those things about it being rape adjacent. She basically defended him. 
So I'm not surprised with her disgusting take now. But please. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. That is not accurate. You cannot have seen what you've seen with Stefan and Abby and say that Theo is worse. He's not. not. He's nowhere near in league with Stefan. I have my own issues with how Theo behaved in this story, but it has never reached Stefan levels for me. has not done anything wrong. He's being... I'll be honest, he's being a little foolish, but he has not done anything wrong. And that's not the first time he's been foolish with Sierra. Like, it's just... That's that's part of their history. Yeah. (laughs) Still, like... Let's not go there when you... Listen, I wanted to slap this pet. <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I was like, let me just wait to the podcast. <sighs> like, how how are you... How are fans watching a show and watching it completely wrong? How? That's why we have to say... That's why, that's why we have this segment. To point shit out and hopefully true. get it to stop. But... That's true, but... Well, yet again, we've come to the end of our beautiful podcast. It has been so much fun, you guys. Tune in next week. I'm not going to give y'all a day anymore. It's just going to be weekly. Uh, Don't worry, y'all. I'm going to ride his ass and make sure he gets this out on a timely manner. It's going to be weekly, but I'm not going to give y'all a day anymore. It's unfair to y'all. So... My parting thought is stay away from anything that can poke your eye out. Or I'll be calling you, Patchy the Pirate. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all.